0: Hi everyone, welcome back to the ChemXT podcast. Today we are at episode 7, and today we're doing something that's a little different but still on par with what we've been talking about recently. So, today we will be discussing toxicity and how it relates to relationships, friendships, and our genders. So I'm sure that you have been on social media before or in conversation with someone and they say oh that's so toxic or I like being toxic or you know something about being toxic and with the evolution of social media over the last let's say five years that word has not had the chance to take a break or get some rest because it's either brought up or it's the center of attention right what's being talked about so being on social media I can tell you that you cannot scroll without seeing the word toxic like it's going to be there whether it's in a comment it's what the post about or someone is being toxic or whatever in the comments or on social media so especially if you use Twitter then you know that with Twitter culture words like affirmation, toxicity, toxic, um, flexing, words like that are bound to come up a lot because it's a lot of tweets are often recycled and as a result those words are often used a lot so in noticing the trend and meeting it I'm saying I'd love to talk about toxicity and why it is that our generation is so focused on being toxic and how it is that, well, I can't give solutions on how to stop being toxic because I am not I am not a, a psychiatrist or anyone that can diagnose that as sometimes it's not something to be diagnosed either. It's just that some people prefer to live that way. And there's nothing wrong with that because I'm sure we've all been toxic in some kind of way because it can be extremely bad. There's no good to it. So I'm not gonna I'm not going to say it can be extremely good as well. It's just bad. But there are different levels to it. And if you're not like me that have been on social media a lot because I I use my phone for online and all my other devices, toxicity is basically I'm giving you an internet definition here because I I can explain it, but I prefer to give the definition so it's basically the quality of being toxic or poisonous and to go more in depth toxic means pertaining to affected with or caused by a toxin or poison or it can refer to a toxic condition so basically it's anything that can suck the joy out of things in a sense so toxicity it's just basically all of the negative vibes and feelings that comes with certain things so in talking about toxicity I wanted to talk about our culture not just Gen Z but um Millennials and all of the generations before that that still participate in it as it relates to relationships a lot of the time people prefer toxic relationships and over the years i think social media has somehow made it okay for people to be toxic because apparently it's better but it's not because i'll see people post on twitter toxic relationship with healthy vibes or toxic sex with healthy vibes And I'm saying, how does that work? If it's something that's supposed it's draining you and taking away all the fun out of being alive and brother, that's just screaming masochist right there. Because that will not whatever is toxic within the relationship is not going to help. So why would you want that? I just cannot understand why why you not just want a healthy relationship and then it affects the people that like the relationship that way because the person that's more toxic in the relationship or or has initiated that type of dynamic is usually a person that's very controlling or insecure because it's like they don't have control over certain things within their life or Within their mind or whatever, because I don't really know how people's brains work, that they are so controlling within those relationships because that's the only way that they feel like they're they're strong and they're a person. And don't get me wrong here, because I know that you guys are probably thinking about males. Males are not the only ones that can be toxic because women often show that they can be just as toxic as males. But in certain relationships, people literally stay because there is toxicity in it, and I'm saying, when did our brains become so rewired that that's a good thing? Like, yeah, man, he's beating on me and he's cussing me off, but I still I still like it. What the hell? I'm sorry, but there is something very wrong with that, and I feel like it's not. I don't victim blame it's not it's not anyone's fault that your relationship is toxic but then sometimes no one is the victim the man likes it the woman likes it the man or the, the or whatever type of relationship because it's not just heterosexuals anymore they both like the toxicity and they both like they both like the drama and the and the bad vibes and the talking and then not talking and the cussing and the fighting and the pettiness and it's just like when at what point in time did our brains become so rewired that that's seen as a good relationship i get i guess because people like the excitement and no one wants to be boring quote-unquote so it's like toxic relationships equals fun and some sort of weird happiness y'all need to check yourselves because it's messed up when you think about it how much this is the norm for some people like they don't want the healthy relationships i've often seen people say like yeah this is cool and stuff but i don't want that i want i want all the toxicity i want i want a toxic relationship health relationships are boring are you crazy like the fact that you have the choice between a healthy one and one that's not healthy and you choose the one that isn't it's kind of alarming and it's funny because as human beings we really are are complex individuals in that sense like when did we get to this point where it's it's like having someone that's insecure and controlling us all the time. Not me no, cause I ain't like y'all. But but that's something that should be praised and talked about. It's fascinating though. That toxicity, like the word just came up one day on social media and it's like it hasn't left since. And not just social media, but in in environments where you know there are young people or or just people overall and it's like it came up one day and it never left it just oh and speaking of another thing normalize 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 it's like with the emergence of the word toxic and normalize on social media sites such as Twitter People have it in their head that certain things aren't supposed to be normal. Like, they're normalizing toxic relationships. And I'm saying here, are you guys even thinking with your heads? Because, how can you... You know what, guys? I'm done speaking on this because I don't even really like talking about stuff like that since I don't really know anything about that kind of stuff. But... Being in a toxic relationship sounds like a lot of work and it sounds like a lot of mental mental challenges and and adventures. And if you're in a toxic relationship, all I can say is um big up yourself, but I want better for you. guys so earlier i mentioned that i would be relating back toxicity to friendships so a friendship basically is a relationship is a type of relationship where both people or group of people feel accepted and like they're valid and that they're important so Obviously in speaking about toxicity and how it's basically providing poison to any types of relationship or situation, toxicity can affect friendships in the sense that it is probably the only relationship or dynamic I've seen where it's not glorified on social media. Because who wants a toxic friend, right? Who wants a friend that's never there? and supportive and stuff like that no one wants that because a friend is supposed to be like someone that you can depend on at all times you may not depend on people you know but at times you will want someone to, to have a shoulder to cry on because no man is an island and no man stands alone so in speaking about toxicity and how it affects friendships I can tell you that a lot of people have toxic friendships and they don't even know because the dynamic is is that they're so used to it that they don't even understand that your friendship is kind of killing you and only one of you guys are benefiting from the friendship or sometimes you both are benefiting but it's like you're killing each other off in the process. So I wanted to bring up like a situation to kind of explain toxic toxicity in friendships so a lot of the time people are friends with other people because of what they can get from them but sometimes what they can get from you you're not getting back from them so it's a one-way street so this person is in the friendship and they're always giving they're always you know supporting you making sure that you're good but then when it's time for you to get the support that you need they're never around for it, like, they coulda not dead, they coulda dip on your reward side. I beg, and they would not be looking. But you know, as soon as them need something, them call you, them text you, and I you that behind them, I help them out. And I get that you're a good person, and that's probably why you'd want to help your friend. But if you're in that type of friendship where you realize that I just, you always, I give and then not provide nothing in return then you are in a toxic friendship and sometimes it doesn't always start out that way it kind of just develops into that toxic friendship dynamic so it's always good to to evaluate friendships and to look at look at it from time to time to say how is this benefiting me do i feel happy with this friendship or is it just is it just bland you just have to evaluate it and know what you would want so in talking about this i wanted to to, um, relate to you guys a few things that happen in toxic friendships so one they always put themselves first like i said before so it's always about them anytime you try and bring up something about you they always have to relate it back to them so it's like it just always have to be about them. After them show, you cannot bring up anything about you because it's not about you. So it cannot be the Kimberly and Megan show. It's either the Megan show or it's either the Kimberly show. And whichever one is more toxic or demanding, that's the person's show. See? So them always put themselves first. They don't care about nobody else. Them always have something to tell you. But if you have something to tell them, you can't lift that for later. They don't want to talk about that no. So guys, if you realize there's something like that going between you and somebody that you personally call a friend, you might need to reevaluate re- that. Or I it and say, hey, I don't feel valid. I don't feel like it's taking me serious. Or I don't feel like as a friend, you want to be my real friend because you're just here. For what you can get from me but me now I get nothing in return so that type of friendship is definitely toxic and if I start a move then I urge you guys to have the have the hard conversations because sometimes having the hard conversations prevent the bugger exciting thing another thing is they'll apologize but they're not sincere so they'll say sorry oh you take take everything so serious or everything you take serious are on top of your head. A lot of people have different personalities and I think that opposites attract in a sense because you have some friends that they're nothing alike but the dynamic work out, you know the friendship work out the same way but if you're, a girl, if you're the person in you know, one type of situation and one are on wrong and the one that's wrong say something like that right say you take everything too serious but sorry or whatever you know so them don't really mean it but them just say it because them have to say it so if them apologize without sincerity or them them are behave like them they're really sorry but them just say it because them kind of want to get it out of the way or them are rush up the process that friendship toxic because them just try to bring you down or make you feel bad for experiencing your emotions and one thing you know you cannot you cannot make somebody feel bad for feeling the way that they do because we don't have no control over how we feel. We can control the environment to make sure that we have a better experience with how we with how we communicate with each other. But we can't really control our emotions like that. Another thing with toxic friendships, them always I compare you to others. You know, so when me and this year, girl, that did friend, this never happen, or she do this better than you, or you know, it's just some of these simple things to compare you to others. When you never really ask for no comparison. So, if you're in a type of friendship where the friend, where like your friends, or or a friend is like, they're always comparing you them never have nothing good to say yet because them always have somebody else name in their mouth to compare you to. That friendship is toxic, brother. Because how many are your friend, And like, especially if you're a talented person, let's say that you're a dancer or something. Yeah, the dance are good, but me say this is person I do it better. What kind of friend that you encourage your friend and tell him that, this dance is great, and I, I see something here that you could incorporate more into it. That's, that's a better response, you get what me I say? So them always are compare, them always have something to say. We're not always positive and them always I try to bring you down in the process. That guys is not a healthy relationship in terms of friendship. They toxic and somebody else gets hurt and it's usually the person that's the the kinder part, even so to speak. And in relating that the situation of the dancer like back to the friendship team. Toxic friendships always unsupportive, always unsupportive. So you will break your back to go and watch their show or listen to them perform or whatever. But them would never get up outside in bed and, and come support you. And it's not because them can't, they just won't. So Toxicity is really in the world when you think about it in you know? So it's really kinda of valid that that word became kind of a trend over the last couple of years, but I really have to say, people will not always support you, but a friend should. And if you have a friend that's not supporting you, you can't really blame them, you know, because you can't force people to do what you want. But I guess you can be more cautious of them, in a sense, because I I am not someone that is licensed to give advice for certain things. But if you have a friend and them not support you, I mean, honestly, you don't have to support them, but, but just kind of ease off of them for a bit because, oh, you have to call yourself my friend and you can't even support me. And the last thing that i want to talk about as it relates to how you can identify a friendship that's toxic or is often no use to you is that they try to change you so you are a certain way but they might try steering in my next direction that's a toxic friendship right there because i don't think that people should change unless they're they're awful persons or unless they're doing something that's affecting others negatively so even if you're kind of weird or you do something more kind of odd, I don't feel like you should have to change that about yourself just because your friend says that they don't like that about you or they feel a certain type of way. If you don't like something about a person, you can tell them in a good way, but then you don't have to try and change them or steer them in a different direction just because you you feel uncomfortable. So yeah, guys. In listening to this segment, I hope that you guys can say, let me relay this back to any of my friendships. Do any of the persons that I hang out with or call my friends fit this criteria? And if they do, I'm not saying to drop them, but have a serious conversation with them about what it means to be a friend and how to stop being toxic and, you know, healthify the relationship." You know future don't you and you use Twitter or you use some type of social media don't you where you see all those memes with future's faces because you know he's the toxic king he's the toxic masculinity king if you want to call him that or you just want to call him the toxic king so I'm sure you guys know, but I like to give a little definition sometimes for big words. So for this part, I'll be talking about toxic masculinity, especially in the Jamaican environment because it by out here. I won't delve too much into it, but I hope to, to not brush the surface, if anything. So what is toxic masculinity? In social sciences, toxic masculinity refers to the traditional, cultural masculine norms that can be harmful to men women and society overall this concept of toxic masculinity does not condemn men or male attributes but rather emphasizes the harmful effects of conformity to certain traditional male ideals so to to kind of condense that a bit it's basically doing things as a male because it's um toxic masculinity or not not as a male because women women can display toxic masculinity in a sense too so it's basically turning uh, certain things a certain way that they're not normally supposed to be so it's kind of like not conforming to how things are supposed to be or or just changing them from what they're they are supposed to be so in Jamaica I'm sure you always hear people are why things and a up and a you know just always a behave and a why and a you know changing up certain words because they don't want to say anything or they might go say oh I consume some food because you don't know, want to say eat or you know just some little some little stupid and childish things I I would classify those as being toxic masculinity because it is engraved in the mind of the typical Jamaican man that certain things are not supposed to be said or done because it makes you look weak or it makes you look like your your idiot or your clone. For example, um, I'm sure you guys have seen that clip where the young girl was like, y'all yeah, cry for y'all man. So, in her saying that, you can't even blame her because as someone will come grow up, come learn, come see, people I say, if you cry, y'all, yeah, y'all, yeah, you know, you're, you're, not, you're not straight. So, in Jamaica, a man can't cry. And not just in Jamaica, because it's all over the world. A man's scene crying is taken to be that he's, he's not supposed to be taken serious. And that's toxic masculinity right there because everybody cries everybody goes through things everyone has emotions and so it's like telling a man that they cannot do certain things that a woman is condoned to do is kind of i don't even know the right word to say here but it's not right that we can do certain things that they can't do and it's as a result of toxic masculinity because it is those same men that grew up learning it from their fathers that they're not supposed to be doing certain things that have made their their sons and daughters think that it is not acceptable to do them all people go through things and i would like to say that if you're a guy listening to this it's okay if you cry or you're like watching romantic movies or you know you're like doing whatever it is that society tells you that you're not supposed to do because what even is society someone just got up one day and said you know what these are the rules and we just have to follow them but nobody gave them that the the qualifications to make those rules someone just got up and said you know I'm going make the rules then because we just feel like we do it so toxic masculinity like I said I won't be brushing much on it but in insinuating that someone is not straight just because they cry or because they have emotions or because they express themselves differently as a male is very toxic because in our society women are going to start to think that if a man does that then she shouldn't take him serious and if a man sees another man crying then he's going to say that he's soft you know So toxic masculinity in that sense, it's very harmful to men, women and society as a whole. So it's not that it condemns men, but rather, well it does condemn them, but in a sense it also degrades them. But in relating this back to future and the whole toxic thing now, it's like it is tradition to want to be toxic especially as a as a teenage male or a young man on social media because it's being seen as something that's that's the that's the norm right like you have to be toxic you have to have a lot of hoes or whatever you want to call it and you have to treat the girl awful because that's just the way that it has to be you have to be misogynistic you know like you just have to You just have to be toxic because I feel like, in encouraging that, that's how people like the whole toxic relationship vibes and thing. So, I said this already and I'm going to say it again. In promoting this whole toxic culture and the emergence of the word, we have really come to a not an impasse, but we've come to a part in life where we can really analyze and dissect our cultures and what it is that we we like and don't like but yeah so toxic masculinity we'll have to get more in touch with that on another episode but i wanted to thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and for listening to the other episodes and for getting the plays up and for sharing with your friends and your families or just continuing to support i really appreciate that remember that you can listen to the podcast on spotify breaker apple podcast and Anchor. FM. sorry you can share with your friends and you can just you know have a vibe i hope that this episode was you know really calm and you felt like you were talking to a friend or like you could you know relate to some of the stuff that i had to say so thank you guys for tuning in for tuning in and stay tuned for next episode on friday